0: Ryan hadn't ridden a train in years. Even though it was a modern one, it still gave him that old-world charm feeling. It was a long trip. Six hours. The buffet trolley came through the car a second time. He asked for a cup of tea and fumbled with the strangely shaped foreign coins. The estate solicitor had arranged for his ticket. First class. Not that first class was that much different from coach, but it was a little more comfortable. It wasn't something he would have splurged on himself. Each table had a little lamp with a tiny little lampshade with the rail line's logo on it. His tea was served in a china cup with the same logo. It was all adorably inefficient. He gazed out the window at the passing scenery. Although a lot of it looked like any old fields or pastures he might see back home, the details made it different. The occasional crumbling stone tower the wrought-iron gates that looked to be straight out of all creatures great and small, or the Vicar of Dibley, the road signs and station signs and bold graphics so purely British. It was a jarring mixture of the familiar and the strange. As the train sped north, even the cows looked foreign, great caramel-colored beast with big horns and long hair hanging over their eyes. Scotland. It wasn't somewhere he'd ever think to visit, He knew nothing about it beyond the typical jokes, mostly courtesy of Mike Myers. Kilts, vague suggestions of bestiality with sheep, bagpipes, even though public television had taught him that the instrument had originated in China. But now that he was here, now that he could see it, something about the rugged, increasingly hilly and vast landscape called to him. Maybe it was just the spectacular news that he was the sole surviving heir to a real title and a castle of his own. He imagined that would mess with anyone's perceptions. When he had gotten the letter, he had thought it was a joke, but a quick phone call to his mother confirmed it. As he sat on the train, he read over the letter again. "'Dear Mr. Legato, I am writing to you on behalf of your cousin, the Earl of Elgin.' It is my sad duty to inform you that the Earl has recently passed away. He was in a fatal car crash with his only child. He survived for two days after the crash that killed his son, and it is my belief that he was able to hold on so that he could attempt to put his affairs in order. His dying wish was that his family's old and distinguished title not revert to the Crown. In short, he asked me to find you. You are the last surviving relative of the Earl, and as such, the uncontested heir to the Earldom and Castle Elgin. I realize this will come as something of a shock. The Earl expressed to me in his last hours that there was a rift in your family, and you may very well be unaware of your British relations. He looked up from the letter, lost in thought. That was when he had called his mother. As far as he knew up to that point, his entire family was Italian. His grandmother on his mother's side was definitely Italian. His grandmother on his father's side had come to the United States from Sicily with his wife, who didn't speak a word of English. Of course, he hadn't seen either of them since he was three years old, when his father had passed away. They had moved, and he had learned that they had both passed a few years later, but he was still a child at the time. However, according to his mother, it was his paternal great-grandmother who was British but that was all she knew about it. He looked back at the letter. The Earl has always regretted not reaching out to find you sooner. In his final hours, he asked the Almighty for forgiveness and entreated me to locate you and see that you fulfilled your birthright. His birthright. It was such a weird idea. There was a phone number and more pleas for him to get in touch with the very proper-sounding solicitor's office, He called, and over the next few weeks, arrangements were made. Photos of the property, of relatives of the town where his castle was, were sent. And then plane tickets, and train tickets, and now he was here, on a train to Elginshire. He didn't bring much with him, just one suitcase. He didn't know what the weather would be like, and he thought it might be cool to buy clothes there. He was an earl now, after all. He could splurge a little. There was supposed to be a car waiting for him, but it was nowhere to be seen. It was raining fairly steadily by that point, and the station's agent's booth was closed. Night was falling. The only building that showed any activity whatsoever was a pub down the road from the station.